And welcome to Muggles, Magic, and Mischief. A Harry Potter podcast. I am Kim, one of your hosts. And I'm your other host, Ryan. We're your hosts every show, but... And we, we like it that way. We do. Yeah. Just feel like we have to introduce ourselves every time, just But maybe this is someone's first episode. It's that would weird, be weird. That'd be weird, It's but a weird point to jump in at, but Maybe. You know. Anyway, we're yeah. Kim and Ryan. Yes, um, we are your hosts. <laughs> on today's episode, we are looking at Chapter 10 of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Halloween. <laughs> this is Halloween. This it's is Halloween. Halloween in, Halloween in February. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween at Hogwarts. Yes. All right, before we jump into our chapter, Harry Potter happenings, and we have one this week. Woohoo! Woohoo! Okay. So this was like just announced a few days ago, I think. It said, I think the eighth. Okay, so it's it's been out. Just it's been for like, like a week. A few weeks at the time of this release, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but it's actually some video game news. Yes. Which Kim has played more Harry Potter video games than I have. That's true. I am a beast when it comes to Harry Potter Lego. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't you beaten the game? Uh, not yet. No. Okay, not yet. Not yet. It's okay. So, this new game, it's technically not new. It's already been released in China, but they're releasing it globally this year in 2022. Okay. It is called Harry Potter Magic Awakened. Okay. It is a mobile game, so you'll play on your phone or maybe like a tablet, but yeah. not you're not going to be playing on a like PlayStation a or Xbox or anything like that. Um, and you're going to go through... As if you're a student at Hogwarts. Okay. Um, the art style is very cool. Very, very cool. Yeah, it's very um, it's very different. Yeah, it's very... The game is supposed to be very immersive. Um, you're collecting spells. You're collecting magical artifacts, um, creatures, and then you end up dueling. That's kind of the point of the game. You end up dueling. Um whether it's big bads, you know, okay. villains or big beasts, or you can friendly duel each other. Yeah. But it is meant to be this huge, like, community. So I think so it's, it's going to be really freaking it's a cool. multiplayer game. Yes. Um, you can, there's a community element to it where, yeah. like, I think you can interact with people inside your house and yep. stuff. Um, so it's been a pretty big hit in China. Yeah. Um, so it's being released, you know, Americas, Europe, um, and Oceania, which what it said, Australia. So, uh, yeah, that something you're going to get on board with. Oh yeah. Cause you've played multiple of these games. I feel like every time, every time something kind of catches your eye, you at least give it some energy for a week or two. I, I try, I try everything now. Um, there's another one that's called, what was it called? Harry Potter? Hogwarts Mystery or something Hogwarts like Mystery, yeah. And I didn't like that one as much. <laughs> I don't remember you loving that one. Um, I really like the Wizards Unite, which is kind of like Pokemon Go. Yeah. I yeah. really, really enjoy that one. There were um, several times where you and your siblings would drive around our yeah, small town and I, just collect stuff. I love stuff. it. 
Um, there's a new one coming out. This is totally separate, but there's a new game for consoles, except the Switch, because <laughs> which just, we're so just happens unlucky. to be the, happens to be the one we have. <laughs> um, called Hogwarts Legacy. That also comes out this year. So there's a lot happening. Yeah. But this game specifically, Harry Potter Magic Awakened, you can pre-register for it at magicawakened.com. Yeah. And if you pre-register, you get like bonuses to help you start the game okay um if you have an android there's it's already available to pre-register on the google play store if you are on an apple phone it's coming soon to ios so we'll be watching for that yes we will update you when we hear more about maybe an official launch date or these games or yeah yeah, because even hogwarts legacy doesn't have an official launch date it just is this year that one's been in development for a long time for a long time and that's gonna be um open world is what it's called that's the play style clearly we're really big gamers if that should we're casual (laughs) that should really be the vibe that you're getting is that we're, we're hardcore gamers um, there is a through storyline for Magic Awakened. You kind of play, I think, through the years at Hogwarts versus, I, I'm sure that's similar to how Hogwarts Legacy is. Hogwarts Legacy, though, is set pre-Harry Potter by several hundred years. Okay. Even, so, like, that's even pre, like, Fantastic pre, Beasts Yeah, pre, like, everything that okay. we know. And, um, and it's open world, so I don't really know what that means it just like you basically your decisions you can just do whatever do whatever you want yeah. okay yeah that's kind of what I. there figured. probably are going to be storylines but you like have to choose to interact with that story right okay well so go check out and uh, magicawakened.com to pre-register yeah. Yeah. yeah so i already pre-registered i invited yeah. ryan to pre-register via his will, email so i will give it a shot for the show <laughs> if i like it i will stick with it <laughs> All right, moving on to... That's it for Harry Potter Happenings. That is it for Harry Potter Happenings. Thank you and good night. No. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Our new segment is over. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Summary for Chapter 10. So, Harry gets a new broom. Because now he's going to be this new hotshot Quidditch star. Yeah. He's going to be the Gryffindor Seeker. So, he gets his new broom. A, do you remember? Nimbus 2000? Yeah, Nimbus 2000. He gets it from Professor McGonagall. Yes, which that's definitely how it um, feels in the movie is that she just buys it for him. In the book, in the last chapter, though, um, she says to Wood, like, I'll have to talk to Dumbledore and maybe there's some money lying around that we can purchase. So it's like the school buys it for him. Okay. Yeah, not like she Harry didn't couldn't personally. have bought his own broom. That's true. Well, he's not allowed to bring one as a first year. Oh, that's so that's true. that's a, you know, that's kind of a whole. It would have been funnier if the, if the book would have ended with, yeah, so we're going to need you to reimburse us for that <laughs> broom. He's that would like, be funny. He just like digs into his pocket. Oh, yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah, here, here's this. <laughs> um, so that's the first part, you know. Okay, yeah. Uh, Oliver Wood gives Harry his first Quidditch lesson, which is very basic, just learning yeah. the rules and then... Kind of showing off how fast and quick he is with wood throwing golf balls and Harry catching them on a broom. Okay. They go to charms class. Which we're going to talk about a little more in depth later. Um, And they learn a very important spell. Pronounce it correctly for us. Wingardium Leviosa. 
There you go. Swish Such, and flick. I feel like the last few uh, chapters we've had really iconic Hermione moments. Oh, yeah. And we're going to get even more. Yeah. Today. Oh, I have no doubt. My favorite line, I think, especially from this book, but maybe from the whole series, is in this chapter. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, then we skip ahead and it's suddenly it's Halloween. Harry has been at Hogwarts for yeah. two whole months. And he even, like, has this realization, like, oh. Uh, time uh, flew. Yeah, time really flies when you're flying, I guess. <laughs> time really flies when you're not being abused every day. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it's Halloween at Hogwarts. And... It is. And there's a troll in the dungeon. I thought you ought to know. <laughs> uh, obviously referencing Quirrell's. Mental breakdown. Just great theatrics as he runs into the yes. hall. Yes. Um, and last but not least, the Golden Trio finally comes together. Officially. Officially. So that's yes. Harry, Ron, Hermione. They are the Golden Trio. Yes. And Is there a reason why they're called the Golden Trio? I'm sure there is. But, okay, well, just, like... That's just what they're called. It, well, I know, like, from from the world of comic books, there's, like, every company, like, Marvel and DC have their trinity. Okay. So, like... I just wonder, like, why the word golden? I think it has more to do with, like, the time period. Okay. Because, like, there's, you know, other there's other um, groups. The Marauders is the other big one. So it's, like, just a way to differentiate them. Like their eras yeah. at Hogwarts? Okay. Yeah. No, that makes sense. All right. First thoughts. So I told you this, um, that w- once I finished the chapter, this was... Which took a long time. I Yeah. <laughs> I got distracted so many times. But anyway, um, as we've said like multiple times, there's a reason why I haven't read this. Uh, really, there has, there's a reason I haven't read a lot in my life. It's because I'm an incredibly slow reader. But I'm getting better through the process of reading these books. Uh, tonight was not one of my better efforts. <laughs> uh, but um, this was a chapter where I feel like if you were to breeze through it and maybe not pick up on the subtleties of it, yeah. you're like, oh, this is a heavy action chapter because Harry's flying the broom again and he's learning how to play this you know, very energetic and fast-moving sport. And yeah. Oliver's like very excited about very. The, the prospect of it. Very excited. Um, he, he talks about the, the Quidditch Cup a few times, I feel like. And then Halloween, they encounter this big mountain troll yeah and it's really the first maybe maybe not intentionally bad guy but they they it's a magical creature who does not wish it's an them, opponent yeah yeah it's an yeah. opponent it's an obstacle that they yeah. have to overcome as a group so there's a lot of upfront action mm-hmm. in this chapter but my favorite part about this chapter was the subtle breadcrumbs that they sprinkle throughout yeah. of how we get to the end, which the end being the three of them officially being friends. Right. They even say at the end of the chapter that That's this, my favorite line. This is how they became friends. Because at the at the beginning yeah. of the chapter, you at the beginning of the chapter, even a few pages in, you're not assuming that that's the end of the chapter. Well, okay, Ron is a major jerk in oh, this chapter. It, it because so here's kind of the through the through line of how they get to this friendship moment at the end. Okay, They're, Professor Ryan, break it down. Well, <laughs> I'm just kidding. For 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 the for the lay people out there that maybe haven't read it before, uh, this is what I saw. They go to charms class with uh, Flitwick, which will dig into him uh in our character compendium in a little bit 
But they go to Charms class. They're learning the levitating spell. Yeah. Wingardium Leviosa. Congratulations. And you said it right. Fantastic. Nothing around us is uh, levitating, though. Levioso. <laughs> we need to go get our wands. Yes. Um, and Ron and Hermione are bickering because they have to be partners. And yeah. Hermione gets the spell right. And Ron is probably a little embarrassed. And peeved. Yeah. that Like, she's such a goody two-shoes and she got it right, of course. And then uh, as they're leaving the class, did I get something wrong? No, I was just going to okay. say, she's even described as a bossy know-it-all. Yeah. Not not that Ron calls her that. It's yes. just in, like, the um, the narrative, not in the yeah. dialogue, but she, J.K. Rowling, calls Hermione a bossy know-it-all. Yeah. So, so it's kind of that annoyance. And Ron has this crack um, after they've left class. Where he says, it's no wonder she has no friends. Yeah. And she's crying. What he doesn't realize is she heard this unbeknownst to him and she starts crying. And we learned from another student that she's just basically barricaded herself in the girl's bathroom the rest of the day. Balling her eyes out. Because. Because he's bullying her. and, And because it's true. Yeah, because like, she actually doesn't have any friends. she doesn't have any friends up to this point. It's funny, she's, you know, we've talked about this in the past. She's so confident and she's projecting that I belong here and I know things and I'm, I'm, yeah. I, like, this isn't just a fluke that I'm here. I, I deserve. I'm supposed to be here. I deserve to be here. And with, with that confidence can come an alienating social dynamic. Yeah. Where <laughs> it's almost an arrogance, I feel like, is how yes. a lot of the other students take it. But that's really not Hermione's heart. She like like you said, I think there's that insecurity similar to how Harry feels. We obviously see a lot more of how Harry thinks every time he gets in trouble. He's like, oh, my gosh, they're going to send me home. Yeah. And I'm sure that's similar to how Hermione feels is. Yeah. I have to prove that I belong here. And I have to keep proving it. Yes. I've not proven. There's not like an end goal of I've proven it. I can stop trying so hard. She continues to have to feel like she has to prove herself. And that you you said something there that I really, I'm really starting to see come through with a lot of characters is they all have their own insecurities. And I think in a in a book that is so fantastical and magical and out of this world having characters with very relatable insecurities yeah. makes this book grounded in a way that some fantasy like yeah. properties just aren't uh, that really... They're not the perfect heroes. Yes. They're very flawed. Yes. And, and, it makes and, them feel more human. And also I've noticed this with being a, a fan of fantasy movies and um, books and shows through my life that often when you get a like a high fantasy type book insecurities and flaws are very minimized because please explain to the listener what high fantasy so is high fantasy give us an example so a, a common example of high fantasy would be lord of the rings chronicles of narnia they're very uh very idyllic very big they're more i would say they're more story driven okay low fantasy would be things like game of thrones or the witcher 
things like that that are more character driven. And the the fantasy is more sprinkled in. Yes, yes. It's so, not main plot points. Yes, so that's very key point actually because in like things like Narnia and Lord of the Rings, the magic is very overt. Yeah. And it's it's you know like a wizard or a dragon or that's not it's not an uncommon thing but in things like and these are I apologize these are only two examples that are coming to mind right now uh things like Game of Thrones and The Witcher uh magic usually has more cost to it mm. there's darker themes and I find those stories to be very character driven as opposed to these big huge plot devices. right well and the magic is less common yes it, and even when we when we watched Game of Thrones through, whenever magic is used, there is a there's there is, a price there's payment to it. Yeah. But in things like Lord of the Rings or Chronicles of Narnia or even Harry Potter, sometimes magic is just kind of a part of everyday right life. I do think Harry Potter almost straddles. It's like yeah, the middle fantasy, it, which which is a really good. Like different, well, not a difference. It's a really good blending yeah. of the two types of fantasy, and I think that's why because it is it's character driven. But you're set in this setting where magic is very common, and it's part. It's like part of everyday life, like it, you were saying. It, it permeates everything. Yes, but the story is definitely character driven. So I think if you were to, if you truly were to blend it, um. The, it, it takes that high fantasy element of magic is pervasive in in everything, yeah. And it takes the quality of low fantasy where it's very character driven, and also in in low fantasy, from my experience with these type of titles, insecurity. Going back to our original kind yeah. of point at the 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 trailhead of mm-hmm. this uh, offshoot, that insecurities, flaws. Even the sins of the past, like th- those things are not as easily explained away or forgotten. Right. As in, whereas in high fantasy, it's like, yeah, they did something terrible back then. We got to, we got to go fight the armies of darkness and evil. Like we got to get going. Like it's not really as central. Mm. Yeah. So I was I, actually I, listening to this uh, TikTok today about Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Because there's uh, a new Lord of the Rings show coming out on Amazon Prime, Rings of Power, which looks which, freaking amazing. Please, by now, know about Rings of Power. Go watch the <laughs> teaser trailer. It it's, looks bonkers. It looks incredible. Um, but there, of course, on the internet are people that are upset because it is deviating from Tolkien's main vision. And this guy who does a lot of breakdowns of Lord of the Rings was like, well, you know what? The original trilogy breaks from his vision. So if you're going to be mad about Rings of Power, you need to be mad about the original trilogy too. There's so much that's not in the original trilogy. Back to the point of, to bring it together is that Aragorn who, Oh my gosh, my favorite character from Lord of the Rings. Viggo Mortensen is just, 10 out of 10. Just keep, keep yeah. let's um, rain it back in. <laughs> his character in the books is not flawed. He knows he's supposed to be king. He's been trained to be king. Yeah. He grew up. He's going to yeah. be king. That There's no struggle there. Right. It's, it's when, not if. And that's yeah. how this guy explains it. It's when, not if. Versus 
the trilogy movie version of Aragorn, it's constantly the struggle of... He's very tortured. Yes. Am I good enough for this? Am I, you know, am I going to make the same past as my... Or make the same mistakes as my my past ancestors? Yeah. Um, Things like that. And so it's just very interesting that you said that because in the... um, What's the word I'm looking for? Like the the books are the um, shoot source material. Source material. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. You knew what I was saying. In the source material, high fantasy, there's no flaws. Yeah. The only reason that there's flaws in the the movie version is because it makes it more relatable. But yeah. It, so bringing this all back, all back to, to which, Harry Potter. Which, well, well, here's the thing. I love. Siri would like me to know about Albert Potter, who's a professional football player. Hey, thanks, All Apple right. Watch. <laughs> uh, so, um, <laughs> Apple, watch this segue. Um, but, but, but what I really enjoyed about this chapter was highlighting the insecurities and the flaws right. of these characters to then get us to a point where all three of them converge yes. in the... In this golden trio, this friendship. Yeah. And it's... They play to each other's strengths, and they also, they see each other's... They highlight each other's weaknesses, too, which is what Ron does. They see each other's weaknesses, but I do feel like once they're all together, there's, like, they make up for it. Yeah. Like, you know, Ron's kind of a jerk, but Hermione and Harry are really kind, and, you know, other things. Yeah. You know? And, and like, Ron, when they have... You know what? Let's look at... So that paradigm you just said mm-hmm. of let's look at every iteration of it. Well, no, let's look at that within the context of how they fight the troll. Okay. Cause I think it comes out there. Ron, Ron's <laughs> qualities of being a jerk like that. That's why Hermione is in the bathroom yes. because Ron was a jerk to her. Yeah. But also in this conflict, he uses the spell that Hermione and he were learning yeah. earlier in charms class. Yes, so he, does. he learned something from Hermione, who is clearly the smartest of the three of them. Yeah. He learns from her how to do the thing that ends up saving her from the situation that he caused. Yes. <laughs> so but that's nuts though. Like it's it, it's, it's really great storytelling. It's a great piece of storytelling. Um I think that was maybe the most clear. Yeah. Um also, I think the two you see kind of Harry in any situation is very quick to react and he's always quick to help and protect people. Um, you don't really ever see him jump into action to like promote himself or to be like, I'm amazing. So I did this thing. It's always how can I help this person? And even if that means breaking rules, he's still doing the right thing. Yeah, yeah, I, I, hmm, that is he good. He is very, and it even says the line that she writes is that he did something very brave and very stupid when he launched himself onto yeah. the troll. And that's just Harry in a nutshell. Is like it may have been a really stupid thing to do, but he did it because he's protecting his friends. Yeah, and that's where I think the the duality of how Harry works in this chapter comes in. Like the thing he's doing is pure stupidity. Yeah. It's But he's 11 years old. But the reason behind the stupid act is inherently virtuous and brave. Yes, and good. So 
that so you get kind of Ron's duality, Harry's duality there, and Hermione. Here's what I found so interesting about her character in the scene with the troll. She is confident, knowledgeable. Like she even comes back at the end after the whole conflict is done and she says, "Oh, well, I I thought I could help because I learned so much about these trolls." She she is a she's a seeker of truth who right. tells a bold-faced lie yeah. to save them from further trouble, which I in in of itself like that's kind of just a cool mirror. Yeah. Because she's been teacher's pet for yeah. the majority of the time we've known her. But what she does when she projects that confidence of like, oh, I think I could have helped. I, I think I could have helped solve this problem. In the moment, she is terrified and she is frozen with fear yeah. at the sight of this troll that um, is in the bathroom area with her and he's taking Destroying. out stalls. and uh, yeah. So her confidence... Makes her feel like she belongs, but then in that moment she freezes, and she needs other people mm-hmm. to save her. Not not that she's a damsel in distress, but she's she's in shock. Yeah, it, it, it's not that she's weak; it's that she's mo- like most eleven year olds unprepared. <laughs> she's unprepared. In that's money. She in in the in where's the, the money? Can I see the, it, please? In the two months of her being at Hogwarts, she has always proven that she's prepared for any situation. Yeah, and that situation happens, and she is woefully unprepared. Yeah, like most people would be. Right. So, I just I thought the the scene with the troll just highlighted so many different things about these characters. It was honestly a really great chapter i think too you had mentioned like the quidditch stuff didn't really fit because it didn't have anything else to do with the rest of the chapter we know it will moving forward and that's what i'm gonna say be prepared for chapters to be split like that it's very 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 common in her writing that she'll have basically like two chapters in one they could have been two chapters but they would have been shorter and so she just puts a page break instead Um, you're going to see that a lot. Yeah. And yes, it will come back. It's more just like something has to happen for us to get to these no, parts. No, I, I get it. I so. get it. It just... Um, Instead I think... of backtracking, I think she just does things very linear, linearly. Linearly? Linearly? Oh, I got there. <laughs> linearly. Linearly. <laughs> more like Linny lately. Linny. What's that mean? You said Linny early. Oh. <laughs> Linny lately. Uh-huh. If you were subscribed, you probably unsubscribed now. <laughs> it's like they're butchering the English language. Well, so, yeah. Um, one thing I did want to talk about was they go to charms class and we they meet do. we meet Professor well, we meet Professor Flitwick twice in this chapter. One where he he tries to break up a potential fight between Harry and Draco over yeah. over the broom. But then we go Which to is his such a great moment. I would just like to say, like yes. Draco's acting all smug, and Harry's like, "Ha ha, jokes on you!" Like they a gave professor this gave me this. Yeah, they gave it to. They bought it. For and me. Ron is even like, "What do you have at home?" Yeah, it's nothing compared to the thing Harry got. Yeah, Ron is at times the best and the worst hype man. Uh-huh. Because he's like, guess what Harry got? And then it's like, Ron, shut your mouth. We're going to get in trouble. <laughs> like, everyone hates us. <laughs> and I'm using us very generously. Very generous. <laughs> everyone hates 
you and me by extension. <laughs> so yeah, tell us more about Professor Flitwick. Though. Yeah, let's look. Let's look at Flitwick. So his appearance. What's is his What's his first name? Phileas. Phileas. Phileas Flitwick. A lot of her names, especially when it comes to very prominent characters, are alliterations. Yeah. Especially the teachers, uh, Minerva yeah. McGonagall, Severus Snape, Phileas Flitwick. Yeah. So his appearance is very short, and he has to stand on a pile of books to see over his desk. Which we hear about in this chapter. Yes. He was in Ravenclaw when he was at Hogwarts, and then he becomes the head of Ravenclaw, so he's the head of Ravenclaw. Yeah. He's the charms professor. He comes back and fights in the Battle of Hogwarts. Yes. He doesn't come back. He's already there. Yeah. Um, his magic fact is Flitwick was almost a hat stall. The sorting hat considered placing him in Gryffindor before deciding on Ravenclaw. Oh, interesting. That's very interesting. I did not know huh. that. Uh, Phileas Flitwick is the... C- competent beloved charms professor at hogwarts rumored to have been a dueling champion in his youth flitwick defeats corbin yaxley and so i just looked at this name and realized when i read it i read it incorrectly than what it actually is so it's antonin dalahov and this entire time i've been reading harry potter for a very long time I have read it as, oh gosh, now I don't know, An- Anton. Okay. Anton doll. Like, I just totally, like, skipped half the word or whatever. Here, maybe he, reread that last sentence. She's got a paper cut. So, he Podcasting defeats, takes sacrifice. It does. He defeats, Flitwick defeats Yaxley and Dalahov, two Death Eaters, okay. in the Battle of Hogwarts. So, he's he's no one to be messed with. No. I just read, it was Antoine. That's how I read it in my uh, head. Okay. okay. But it's Antonin. So we meet Flitwick. That's not a real name. We meet, <laughs> we meet Flitwick teaching charms class. Yes. And he is apparently someone to not be trifled with, which is funny. Because, I like that it says he was a dueling champion. Yeah. I would just like to say, I just imagine that he duels a lot like how Yoda, Yoda duels. Fights. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because in... In the films, he is played by Warwick Davis. He is. Even um, when they change his appearance, it's still Warwick Davis. Yeah, so, because uh, he originally looks very, like... Old. Yeah, he almost looks like a Yoda, like a Yoda with a white beard. Yeah. Um, but like, then all this crazy, like, Albert Einstein hair. Yeah, it's very, like, stringy hair. And, yeah. But in the later films... He is a lot more polished. Yeah. Well, he almost looks like a, like a, like a proper gentleman. Like yeah, he's got he's a got mustache. A mustache. <laughs> um, it's a regular he size has, mustache. He has a bowl cut. Uh, yeah, it's, it's not great. They change up his look drastically. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, we meet Flitwick in charms class and, uh, now we have met all four, uh, house, um, we haven't met Professor Sprout, have we? Yeah, we we went to herbology class in in the uh, chapter where we talk about the potions master. Oh, did we talk about her then? I don't know. We didn't do her compendium okay. entry. We'll we'll do we'll it. do it when we'll there's it a the... bigger chapter because we must have just like glazed over. Yeah, yeah like a donut. Um, <laughs> I love donuts. 
Uh, but we have Muggles, Magic, and Mischief. A donut podcast. I was gonna go with Krispy Kreme. Oh yeah, I love Krispy Kreme glazed donuts. Mm. <laughs> Yummy. Can I buy um, some after this? <laughs> yeah, I'll dr- I'll drive to the nearest metropolis and <laughs> and find a Krispy Kreme. Um, yeah, so we've now met all of the house heads uh, of house heads of house heads of house. I couldn't remember. Yeah, heads or talk. head of houses. Heads of houses. Head of housing. <laughs> Heads of houses. That is different. Um, it's like a Coles de Sac. Coles. It's not cold de Sacs. It's Coles de Sac. Oh, <laughs> gosh. Where does the plural go? Muggles, Magic, and Mischief, an infrastructure podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that was more grammar, but. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's kind of the last little note that I had. Um, oh, I just want to read my favorite quote. And oh, yeah, we yeah. can do trivia. Yeah, absolutely. So Kim's coming off two straight weeks of perfect scores. Oh so my gosh. I'm here's the thing. Every single time going into it, I'm super nervous because I'm not I don't prepare. I grab one at random. Yeah. I don't even know what the question is. Right. And I have just no idea what's coming. It could be like super, super easy. Or it could be like the most random questions that nobody knows except for the people that worked on the movies. Tom Riddle's father was born in. That was the most ridiculous. 1902? That was the most ridiculous (laughs) question. Or is it 1905? I don't know. I have no idea. Okay. So this is my favorite um, line. I think from this book, for sure. Okay. Um, well, we'll see by the end of it, but yeah, I yeah, really, yeah. really, top ten. Um, so they just have gotten back after defeating the troll. Harry and Ron walk into the Gryffindor common room, and Hermione's waiting for them. Yes. And all oh, this the, is how the chapter ends. Yeah, and yeah. all at the same time, they kind of say, thanks, you know, like, thanks for saving our hide. Thanks well, for saving my life. We're not dead, so yeah. that's great. But then it says... But from that moment on, Hermione Granger became their friend. There are some things you can't share without ending up liking each other, and knocking out a 12-foot mountain troll is one of them. Just every time I read that, it just gives me, like, the warm, fuzzy feeling. It, it was the... It it's was like the, a friendship moment. <laughs> it was the bonding experience they all needed. It was the final... It was, like, the, the glue that stuck them all together. Yeah. And, uh... And they are inseparable. None of them would ever be the same. Oh, cry. <laughs> All right, so that's it for our chapter breakdown, yeah. but let's get into well, chapter trivia. chapter 11. Oh, yeah, we can talk about that. Yeah, so chapter 11 is entitled Quidditch. So I had to double check, but it's Quidditch. <laughs> we are going to learn a lot more about the game. Yeah. Outside of the we learned the rules in this chapter. We did. But we're going to learn a lot more about the game itself and actually read read a match, right? There's going to Yeah. Okay. So we see Gryffindor play who in the next one? Is it Slytherin? Probably Slytherin. I couldn't remember because in the movie we see them play Ravenclaw and Gryffindor in the first movie. They play but, Slytherin in the first movie. Okay. Maybe they play one of the other houses in one of the other movies. Cause, um, anyway, we're going to see actually play a game and we're going to actually have... Yeah, a, Slytherin. We're going to have a history of magic yes. uh, on Quidditch on our Patreon Coming next out week. that so same week, yeah. Be sure to sign up for Patreon, and we're going to do a whole bonus episode on Quidditch as a part of our history of magic series where yeah. we kind of just look at different things about the, the wizarding, wizarding world. world. Jinx! And Quidditch is definitely a big one because we even hear in this chapter 
uh, Harry is repeating back to Oliver the words, and he's yeah. like, "Oh, that's like basketball." And Oliver was like, "What's basketball?" What's basketball? It's like, "Oh, it's a bat." Like, "Oh, it's like baseball." And Oliver like does not get Harry's references, but Quidditch is a very big part of the Wizarding World. You can play Quidditch oh, in gosh. the Muggle world. <laughs> yes, without the funnest portion of it. <laughs> well, you're still on broomsticks. You're just on the ground, and instead of having a flying snitch. There's a person that flies, like flaps their arms, and is the snitch. It sounds... It's kind of like a big game of tag. Yeah. Yep, it sounds <laughs> utterly silly without the flying part. I'm just saying. Most camp- college campuses offer that as a club. That is hilarious. And I'm now pretty I'm... sure there's one at Wayne State. Oh my goodness. Our local college, for those of you that don't live here. We Um, live in Wayne, America, which is home to Wayne State College. Yeah, so, um, but yeah, we're going to dig, next next week we're going to dig into the game of Quidditch uh, in our chapter, but also in our bonus episode on Patreon. So, Kim, are you ready? Be looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah. Are you going to be, are you going to be prepared for, are you smarter than our first year? I'm not prepared. So. I'm I'm as prepared as I can be. Again, Kim is on a two- Two in a row, perfect card, hot streak. I have been preparing for 17 years. Let's do this. (laughs) Okay. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) First question. Whose flesh must be willing... Gross. We're not off to a a PG start. Uh, Whose flesh must be willingly given to resurrect Lord Voldemort? This is not. This is not a. Whose flesh? It's. It's. Oh, flesh of a servant. Yes. Explain that to me. What is the servant? So in Goblet of Fire, when Voldemort is brought back to life, it's used. There's a spell that's used, and it's bone of the father, flesh of the servant, blood of the enemy. That's what brings him back. Ah. Uh, okay. 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 Yeah. So it's flesh of the servant. In this case, Peter Pettigrew cuts okay. off his hand. In what village does Hermione hope the sword of Gryffindor might be hidden? Godric's Hollow. That is correct. Two for two. But it is not there. Since no one alive has seen the diadem, what kind of person does Luna Lovegood think Harry would speak to in order to find it? Someone who's dead, a ghost. Yes. What does it say, a ghost or someone who's dead? It says someone who's dead. Yeah. According to Umbridge's files, what is Mad-Eye Moody's blood status? We're not looking for like an A negative here. No, I know. I'm trying to remember. Um, I'm going to go with half blood. He is a pure blood. Dang it. That was my other guess. I just came. So we're three for four. We still can salvage. (sighs) We still can salvage a great score here. Okay. Where does Harry keep a piece of the magical mirror? He keeps it in a pouch around his neck. That's incorrect. The card says in his sock. Oh, in his sock. At what point of the story? It does not specify. Okay, that's really disappointing. All the right. final question. What does the thieves' downfall wash away? Any magical um, enchantments, so any spells or enchantments that they've used to conceal themselves. Yep, that is correct. So I'm very sad. Four out of six. It's not bad. 
The one about Mad Eye, I'm just disappointed because that's such a blink and you miss it kind of fact. So you either know it or you don't well, know it. With, which eye? Mm-hmm. I just find it funny that his eye is on the front of her door. <laughs> so creepy. Uh, yeah. Okay, so Kim got four of six. Uh, yeah. Did you so beat me? Did did were you able to get all six of those questions Most right? Most of those questions were from Deathly Hollows. Okay. Most of them. We hope you enjoyed our Harry Potter happenings where we talked about the upcoming Magic Awakened game. Kim is really excited about that. And, and we, Hogwarts Legacy, which is totally yes. te- separate topic, but Believe me, also we, very excited. We will talk about, about Hogwarts Legacy when we get kind of a, a date on that. And Kim's I been keep trying, trying to convince Ryan that we need to buy an Xbox or a PlayStation just for that game. Just which so we is can so play. funny because I feel like if, if people looked at us and been like, Hey, they would assume which we... one of these two people probably wants a PlayStation or an Xbox to be like, oh, the the guy that looks like a, a giant gamer nerd. Dude. And I'd be like, <laughs> I actually only play Pokemon games and basketball games. You only play Pokemon because of our kid, though. I enjoy those games. Oh, that's true. Okay. So anyway, we <laughs> we have a really gotten off Ryan, track. Ryan's gaming habits aside, we will talk <laughs> about uh, Magic Awakened more. We'll talk about Le- uh, Legacy more. Yep. We talked oh, just about re- really quick. Yeah, really yeah. Quick. Just don't forget to pre-register yeah. for Magic Awakened at magicawakened.com. Pre-register for bonus content. You get I a think, Niffler card. Yeah, and I think yeah. you start out with like extra you know yeah. money for the game things like that so so if you want to play that game definitely get all the bonus stuff i know kim will she's already done it i've already done it so we also talked about chapter 10 of harry potter and the sorcerer's stone today halloween kim what's something that people that we want to hear from people about this chapter um i want to hear this can be on our social media or if you want to leave us a review with your I'm answer not to sure this. um I guess maybe which of the golden trio they feel more like or maybe uh, resonate more with. with. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. At at this point in Sorcerer's Stone, which of the three resonates with you? Do you relate with? uh, That would be a good thing for you to tell us on social media. Ryan, what's your answer for that? Uh, Oh, my goodness. Um, I would probably say at this point, Harry, because... um, Not Ron? Well... Are you just saying not wrong uh, because he's a jerk and you don't want to be classified as a jerk? No. <laughs> okay, I will say that I, I, there are times where uh, I can say things that are really just not smart, and but then I'll, I'll make up for it. Which by, Ron does. Yeah, which I so I do feel I guess a lot more like Ron. I was gonna go with Harry being like he doesn't turn away from a from an opportunity to help people. That's true. So. Um, Maybe both a little bit. Both of the boys. Yeah. I'm Hermione 100. Through and through. So you can give us your answer to that question on our social media, which is Instagram at Muggles Magic and Mischief. We are getting a lot better at be at the <laughs> posts we have there. We're putting up our 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 silly versions, our joke of, versions, which of we our only title. really had one or two today, which. Yeah, Krispy Kreme podcast. Krispy Kreme podcast, yeah. So look for that on and our an social infrastructure media. Podcast. <laughs> Maybe we don't put that one up. <laughs> That's I was reaching on that. Um, but yeah, you can reach out to us on Muggles Magic and Mischief on Instagram. You can also check out our Patreon, which we will include a link 
in the episode description of this episode if you want to join our Patreon and get all of our bonus content. So far, we've done history of magic on what happened before The Boy Who Lived. We've done a character spotlight on Hagrid. And we have done our sorting ceremony where you find out what I was sorted into and how I felt about it. It was not but great. I am a Griffin dork for life, and I'm. And Ryan has mixed feelings <laughs> about his results. So, <laughs> but you have to sign into Patreon yeah, to yeah. really Patreon hear is what where that, all is. that bonus. And that's where our upcoming episode on Quidditch will be. Yeah. So check out our Patreon at the link in the episode description. And until next time, until our next magical adventure with you all through the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, the Sorcerer's Stone. We're over halfway through. Over halfway. And uh, page wise, we are definitely over halfway. Yeah, we're we've we've jumped to the proverbial shark. So we are gonna wrap this episode up. We look forward to next week talking about Quidditch with you in chapter eleven. Yeah. Until then I finish our podcast the way I finish all of our episodes. Kim, after all this time. Always. See you next time. See ya. This has been a lukewarm podcast.